Spoiler alert, the following material contains spoilers. Woe to you of Earth and Sea. Welcome to Satan is My Superhero, a show about art, culture, history, and the devil. I'm your host, Judas Falling. In this episode, we will find out if world-famous author Stephen King is really a child-sacrificing, blood-drinking devil worshipper or not. I'm betting probably not. Definitely not. Let's just do the episode first and then decide, all right? Sure, but you won't change my mind. You will never change my algorithms. There is debate as to whether or not King's most famous devil-like characters are even meant to be Satan. Some people think King's fictional universe is built on H.P. Lovecraft's world, and his characters are from that universe rather than the Bible. In one of his books, a character even suggests exactly that. As always, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I would argue that he wears his Lovecraft and Bible influences on his sleeve, but he's created his own original mythology. Sure, one or two of his characters might have a passing likeness to a certain handsome angel you all know, but what writer worth their salt isn't going to be inspired by the very best there's ever been? Did you get that? How was it? I didn't come off too humble, did I? It is a vast mythology encompassing many of his 60-plus novels and hundreds of short stories. Characters turn up in multiple tales. The author does enjoy spinning a yarn of good versus evil, so there is a plethora of wicked characters to choose from. Leyland Gaunt from Needful Things is often compared to Old Scratch. This supernatural being of unknown powers has spent centuries tricking people out of their souls. He is a prankster who likes to stir up discord with his practical jokes. Side note, I don't know about you, but I I really hate practical jokes. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel, Wanky Pranks. As you can see today, I've got a ski mask on and this knife. Don't worry, it's plastic. Today I'm going to go wanky prank my mum. Let's go. Give me a hand back. Eat leg, creep! Ah, you shot me! Gaunt ticks a lot of boxes straight away, but he could just as easily be any of the trickster gods from mythology, and without giving away too much, the way Leyland exits the book is not very Satan-like. Oh, it's embarrassing. Hashtag embarrassing. Ugh, embarrassing. Randall Flagg has appeared in multiple King stories and is the antagonist in The Stand, which has been described as a modern take on the Book of Revelation. King himself describes it as dark Christianity. In this interpretation of Revelation, Randall would be the beast. He certainly is bringing about Armageddon, but in other books, Randall's background is revealed and it's not that of a fallen angel cast down from the light. Stephen has said of Randall, Flagg is like the archetype of everything that I know about real evil going all the way back to Charles Starkweather in the 50s. He is somebody who is empty, who has to be filled with other people's hates, fears, resentments, laughs. Flag, Koresh, Jim Jones, Hitler, they're all basically the same guy. Just in case you don't know some of those names King just dropped, here's TT's to explain. Charles Starkweather, murdered 11 people. David Korsh, born... Vernon Howell, leader of the Branch Davidian cult in Waco, Texas, died with 76 of its members to in a doomed shootout with authorities. Jim Jones, founder of the People's Temple cult, ordered 918 of his followers to enact a murder-suicide pact and originator of the colloquialism, drinking the Kool-Aid. Adolf Hitler, mediocre Austrian artist, bedwetter and mummy's boy. The main antagonist in the Dark Tower series is the Crimson King, a shape-shifting evil entity that seems bent on destruction of the multiverse. The Dark Tower itself connects this multiverse of many different worlds. In one of the books, a character actually says in her world the Crimson King is red with horns and is called Satan. So yeah, that's pretty Satan-y. 
The Man in the Black Suit is based on a story told to Stephen by a friend whose grandfather claimed to have met the devil who appeared to him like a normal man. Yeah, that's right. Stephen is that friend. Oh, Stephen, I've had the worst day ever. I just need a good friend to talk to. Just hang on a second. I've got to get my notebook. In this story, the man in black is actually the devil. At least that is the protagonist slash narrator's perception of what he is. But as discussed in King's Multiverse, that might just be the guise that particular evil character assumes in that particular world. Multiverses can be tricky. Hi, this is going to sound weird, but I got caught up in some interdimensional anomaly and ended up here in the center of the multiverse. And they said you could help me get home? That's what I'm here for. Where do you need to go? Earth, please. No worries. Which one? Uh, how many are there? Well, no one knows. But don't worry, this happens all the time. Just tell me one completely stupid thing about your Earth that couldn't possibly have happened anywhere else in the multiverse. We had a reality TV star become the leader of the free world for a while. Okay, let's look that up. Hmm, all right, that narrows it down to just two candidates. Was your reality TV star slash president Donald Trump? Who's the other option? Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Yep, that's totally my Earth. Are you sure? Because you kind of flinched at that first one. No, I didn't. Oprah's definitely my president. Okay, but you can't change your mind once I punch in the coordinates. Change my mind? Why would I do that? Don't be silly. Oprah's my president. Okay, the Earth where six-time gladiatorial world champion, one-eyed Oprah, Guts and Glory Winfrey, and Emmy-nominated host of the reality TV show Death Quest led a bloody revolution in 2016, overthrowing the Emperor Kanye XII. The ensuing civil war went nuclear, and the entire planet is now a desolate wasteland. (laughs) Well, I guess home really is where the heart is. Bye! No, wait! I've changed my mind! King's best characters are very devilish. That's what makes them so good. But few, if any, are ever explicitly named as Satan by the author himself. While I might argue Stephen King is not necessarily writing the Judeo-Christian Satan, as already touched on, it is hard to not notice the Christian themes throughout his books. Reverend Paul Zahl wrote in Christianity Today... Several of his books are parables of grace in action. In 2015, Daniel Kempton wrote in the Catholic World Report, King provides the last bastion of biblical morality in popular fiction, the final stronghold against a secular society that has dismissed Satan and his evil minions. They know if you forget about me... You'll forget about Jesus next. Author Douglas Cowan wrote a book, America's Dark Theologian, The Religious Imagination of Stephen King. In the blurb it says, Religion and its trappings are found throughout King's fiction, but what Cowan reveals is a writer skeptical of the certainty of religious belief. King himself has said, I hate organized religion. I think it's one of the roots of real evil that's in the world. If you really unmask Satan... You'll probably find that he's wearing a turnaround collar. Maybe. I mean, if it's Versace, sure. While not being a fan of organized religion, Stephen once told Rolling Stone, I choose to believe in God. I didn't know you could do that. I've been living my life wrong. We can just choose the truth? Okay, table 13, that comes to a total of $28.35. Thank you. 
I choose to believe it's $1. Here you go, and thank you. Uh, no, it's $28.35. Uh, no, I have chosen to believe it is one dollar. I don't care what you've chosen to believe. It's twenty-eight dollars thirty-five. Are you challenging my beliefs? How dare you! I'm leaving. Not until you've paid your bill. I choose to believe I'm not being chased right now. I choose to believe I'm not peeing my pants. I am not peeing my pants. But why has Stephen King chosen of all things to believe in God? He told Matt Lauer, deciding to believe in God helped him fight his drug and alcohol addiction. Well, you know, you can't really argue with that. In that same interview, he told Matt, "In the dark, no one can hear you scream." Mr. Lauer, I've bought your coffee. Um, why why is it so dark in here? So Stephen King has chosen to believe in God, but has he chosen Satan as well? He has said, "Evil is inside us." The older I get, the less I think there's some sort of outside devilish influence. Ixnay on the evil inside us, eh? Some of us are trying to work here. On the website JesusIsSavior.com, David J. Stewart wrote, "Stephen King's books and movies are satanic." Filled with hatred against Christianity, mockery of the truth, bizarre killings and gore, and occult demon worship. Now be honest. If you weren't thinking about reading a Stephen King novel before David's comment, you are now. Of the 100 most banned books in the 1990s, King wrote four of them: Carrie, Christine, Cujo, and The Dead Zone. Sounds like they were just banning his catalog in alphabetical order. King himself withdrew his novel Rage from publication after it had been linked to a number of school shootings. Let's go, boys! I'm going to take a short break from the show right now to talk about my sponsors and Patreon. I don't currently have sponsors or Patreon, but if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by buying my novel. It's called Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. It's available through Amazon. You don't need a Kindle to read it. Almost any digital device will do. Don't forget Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. Now back to the show. Stephen King doesn't just write novels that upset some Christians; he also likes to tweet at them. On the same day one of Trump's controversial immigration policies went into effect, Stephen tweeted, "If you call yourself a Christian, how can you support this latest Trump cruelty?" Easy. They choose to. It's a choice. Remember? I'm not peeing my pants. I am not peeing my pants. King once described right-wing commentator and fellow author Glenn Beck as. Satan's mentally challenged younger brother. Aren't all younger brothers mentally challenged? King later said of Beck, "He's crazy, but like those urban nutcakes, he actually seems to believe what he's saying. I can get behind that." Ooh, I love a nutcake, but it must be moist. Speaking of nutcakes, in 1991, a man broke into the King's residence in Maine with a device that was meant to look like a bomb. He barricaded himself in the attic until the cops arrived. Sir, are you ready to come out of the attic now? No, and I've got a bomb. What kind of bomb, sir? What? What type of device is it? Is your initiating system autonomous, manual, or remote control? Would you categorize the explosive as incendiary, fragmentary, or high explosive? It has wires and some buttons, so you better watch out. Okay, sir. We're going to release the dog now. Wait, wait! I surrender. It's not a real bomb. It's it's just a calculator taped to a packet of frankfurters. 
Yeah, I know, but I already let go of the leash. And as if having your own home invaded isn't enough, King has had to put up with being harassed and hounded for more than 30 years by a man by the name of Steve Lightfoot, who was trying to convince the world Stephen King shot John Lennon. You might not believe me when I say there is someone out there trying to convince the world that Stephen King shot John Lennon, but I would point you towards Lightfoot's 27-page booklet titled Stephen King Shot John Lennon. Don't read the book. I'll put it in a nutshell for you. By decoding hidden messages implanted in major US magazine publications, Mr. Lightfoot has revealed a conspiracy between Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan and Stephen King to assassinate cultural icon John Lennon. King being the junior partner in this triumvirate of evil was the trigger man. The turd they currently have locked up for the crime is an actor. That's right, an actor. Are you an actor? Are you sick and tired of the uncertainty of show business? Sick of wondering where the next gig is coming from? Are you looking for job security, three squares a day, and a roof over your head? Do you want an acting role for life? Contact Stephen, Ronnie, or Dick on 555-55555. Terms and conditions apply. Minimum contract 20 to life. For more than 30 years, Lightfoot has been parking a van in various locations throughout King's home state of Maine with sign writing and posters all over it stating Stephen King shot John Lennon. What type of person thinks it's okay to peddle this sort of crap, I hear you ask? Here's how Mr. Lightfoot describes himself on his own website, LennonMurderTruth.com. I am a 61-year-old, athletic, young-looking man who knows more about our sick planet than most of all of you do. Likeable, isn't he? I wonder if that's his Tinder profile as well. I think I'm gonna have to swipe left. Lightfoot is not the only one onto King's malevolence. There are individuals out there decoding Masonic messaging in Stephen King's work. That's right, as well as being a Christian-hating whore of the devil, King is also one of the Illuminati lizard people bringing about a new world order, secretly. Check out the symbol I've designed for our secret society. What? Yeah, I've made a symbol we can hide in all sorts of things. Hide in plain sight, if you know what I mean. What part of secret society don't you understand? So no to the symbol then, okay. What about we publish a kid's book that seems to be just an innocent children's book, but actually has all of our secret plans coded through the text? Why would we do that? I don't know, I, I just feel we've got to get our secret out there somehow. I'm afraid I'm just going to have to dismiss you from the society. No way, they told me when I joined it's for life. That's right. In 1999, King was walking near his home when Brian Edwin Smith, who shares a middle name with Stephen, lost control of the van he was driving and hit the author. King was nearly killed and spent many months rehabilitating. Sadly, for everyone concerned, some time later, Brian succumbed to a suspected opiate overdose. Happily for the nutcakes, he died on Stephen King's birthday. You've reached Stephen. Leave a message after the tone. Happy birthday, Stephen. I got you something real special. I can't tell you what it is. You'll have to read about it. 
Let's just say me and Tricky owed you one for that thing you did for us outside the Dakota building December 8th, 1980. You know, the thing with the hippie. Wait, what's that? Oh, I gotta go. Nancy's calling me. Oh, it's Ron, by the way. Oh, no. I shouldn't have said that. I, I mean... It's Don. Yeah, yeah, it's Don. Donald Dagan. So there you have it. A brief glimpse at where the King of Horror and the Lord of Flies intersect. Is Stephen King trying to turn millions of impressionable Christians into Satanists? No. Good almost always triumphs over evil in his books. Does Stephen King even write about the devil? Well, yeah, I think he does, but it's a devil of his own making who transcends our Satan to wreak havoc across a multiverse of different realities. In a literary sense, he does tip his hat to Satan and the Bible that spawned him, and it's probably part of what makes him so relatable, especially to those of us raised in the West. I'll leave the final word about Satan to Mr. King himself. I think the devil is probably a pretty funny guy. Well, I can't really judge, but it is a thing people say. And that's why Satan is my superhero. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, you know the drill. But more importantly, please recommend this show to just one person. I mean literally one person. Choose that person well. Okay, but you can't change your mind once I punch in the coordinates. (laughs) Sorry. Coordinates, coordinates, coordinates.